0: This is Sunday, December the 4th, 2022. This service was recorded on Wednesday, November 30th, the first week of Advent. The sermon is by Pastor Wade Reddy. The accompanist is Pete Temple. Thank you to Dave and Janice Lasley for sponsoring this week's broadcast in honor of their 46th wedding anniversary. Thank you for joining us today. Well, welcome. We're so glad to have you with us this evening for our midweek Advent service. Prepare the way. Jesus is coming. These beautiful banners that Carol Hine has put together and we've rehung during this Advent season reminds us of what this season is all about. If you look at the pyramids on the altar and on the pulpit and on the lectern, you see the lamp is lit, the light waiting for Christ to come into the world that our lamps are trimmed. And so we're beginning to uh, embark on a four-week journey together in Advent. Thanks to the arrangement made by Sundays and Seasons in 2017, we are embarking on tidings of comfort and joy. The angel speaks. Tonight we'll be hearing from Zachariah's response when the angel Gabriel shares with him the announcement of a special son and his call. We'll also be listening in on Joseph and his response and Mary and the shepherds as each time the angel speaks. And we think about our own emotions and what this time and this season brings up in each of us. Maybe we've lost someone or our health is in jeopardy or something has changed and we're wondering what's happening. Why is this? And we know that we have a God who goes with us who entered into the human fray. And that will be our story. That will be the gospel. That will be the good news that we hope to hear this evening in our Advent time together. I invite our... Uh, council members who are assisting me this evening and lighting our Advent candle. We lit the blue candle last Sunday. We'll relight that candle again this evening and as Bill lights our Advent candle, that will be the only candle lit for our service. Let us begin with the opening dialogue that you'll find in your bulletin. This season of Advent confronts many of our emotions. Sometimes we are terrified do not be afraid. Your prayer has been heard. The joy and gladness will come to us. The Holy Spirit will fill our hearts. And we will all share tidings and comfort and joy. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. With you. Will you join with me on this Advent Eve with this prayer that's printed here. O God, who brings comfort and joy when fear overwhelms us and we cannot see a way out, speak to our fear, calm our troubled hearts, and provide peace in our fearful world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our first reading is taken from the prophet Isaiah. And I don't have it printed out in your bulletin, so if you want to follow along, you'll want to turn to page 1063 in your Pew Bible. And here you'll find the reading of Isaiah from chapter 2, verses 1 through 5. This is what the son Isaiah, or Isaiah, son of Amos, saw concerning Judah and Jerusalem. In the last days, the mountain of the Lord's temple will be established as the highest of the mountains. It will be exalted above the hills, and all nations will stream to it. Many peoples will come and say, O oh, come, let us go up to the mountain of the Lord, to the temple of the God of Jacob. He will teach us his ways so that we may walk in his paths. The law will go out from Zion, the word of the Lord from Jerusalem. He will judge between the nations and will settle disputes for many peoples. They will beat their swords into plowshares and their spears into pruning hooks. Nation will not take up sword against nation, nor will they train for war anymore. Come, descendants of Jacob, let us walk in the light of the Lord. Word of God, word of life, thanks be to God. Our gospel reading is taken from St. Luke, the first chapter, verses 5 through 20. And this is the birth story of John the Baptist foretold. In the time of Herod, king of Judea, There was a priest named Zechariah who belonged to the priestly division of Abijah. His wife, Elizabeth, was also a descendant of Aaron. Both of them were righteous in the sight of God, observing all of God's commandments and decrees blamelessly. But they were childless because Elizabeth was not able to conceive and they were both very old. Once, when Zachariah's division was on duty, he was serving as a priest before God. He was chosen by lot, according to the custom of the priesthood, to go into the temple of the Lord to burn incense. When the time for the burning of the incense came, all the assembled worshipers were praying outside. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zachariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife Elizabeth will bear you a son, and you are to call him John. He will be a joy and a delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth, for he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other ferment drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring back many of the people of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will go on before the Lord in the spirit and the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of righteous to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah asked the angel, how can I be sure of this? I'm an old man and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and to tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not be able to speak until the day this happens, because you did not believe my words, which will come true at the appointed time. End of our Gospel reading. Well, grace and peace to you from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, who is to come. It is so good to gather, to light this first Advent candle that we lit on our first Sunday of Advent, now relighting it tonight. According to Isaiah's text, we lit this first Advent candle as the prophecy of hope, the hope of the future, when the Messiah will come. And we'll judge with righteousness all the nations and bring tidings of comfort and joy. It's what the world needs, right? Similar to our hope in knowing God will remove all sin that causes war and conflict and disruption in our lives. We see it again when we turn on our televisions. The events that happen around the world. And we have this reading from John, the Revelation. A new heaven and a new earth will come as recorded. So God's promised covenant is sure. So we walk in the light of the Lord, the light bearing God's hope for all people. And so Advent is this time of preparing the way for Jesus coming, knowing there is hope as we light this candle. And turning to our Advent gospel, we're introduced to a righteous couple, Zechariah and Elizabeth. I love this story. These are the stories that are so fun to sit with your children and now grandchildren for me to read these stories and to remember what took place in this time of old. They were righteous in the sight of the Lord. Both individuals come from ancestry of priests. Elizabeth, her ancestry, goes all the way back to the high priest, Aaron. Yet, it's not their ancestry that makes them righteous. Rather, God saw them as righteous. This couple practiced faithfully God's commandments and honored his practices for the forgiveness of sins. They tried to do all the right things. But it was a disgrace in that time, in that world, when a couple were unable to have children. The question was, did they do something wrong in the sight of the Lord? But we're told in this scripture that they were righteous according to God's sight. As our story unfolds in the foretelling of John's birth and call, we enter an ordinary day of an ordinary priest who is righteous in God's eyes. Now, I can tell you that the tribe of Levi, many were priests. And in charge of the tabernacle, in charge of preparing the temple for worship. And one of those duties that they did that you would go into the holiest of holies was the inner area where the altar was. No one got to see this. Here they would make a sacrifice, a blood sacrifice, and burn it on the altar of the Lord as a forgiveness offering. But for Zechariah, this was no ordinary day. As it was their custom, they drew lots. They The best way I can describe it is maybe they had sticks. And one stick was shorter than all the other sticks. And so you had this division of priests that came out of this group. And they had made their way to Jerusalem. And uh, it was time to go into the temple and to make the sacrifice. And Zechariah drew the short stick. And so he was the one to go into the holiest of holies he was to go to the temple or to the altar in the temple of the lord in fact possibly this event would have only happened one time fortunate for a priest to do that so you can imagine he's by himself he goes in and here he would clear the altar and he would offer incense for the blood sacrifice but before even beginning that ancient ritual he is met by a frightening sight Now, thanks to Carol Hagen, we have this beautiful angel that sits on the organ every year. I didn't realize this. When I first came, I I found that and I thought, well, it's time to clean up. And I I put it in a back room, only to find um, Carol asking, Has anybody seen my angel? And so the angel shows up. And perfect that it shows up tonight during Advent and and during this midweek series because the angel speaks. And Zechariah, as he's making his way up to the altar and probably gathering the materials for the incense and burning and the cleaning off the altar, right there on the right side, which is interesting. If we were to go back into the Old Testament, we would learn something about on the right side of the altar. It kind of verifies that, yes, this is a messenger from God. For Gabriel, means in the presence of God, I bring a message. he came here and thinking he was all alone wouldn't you put yourself in the place of Zechariah you're entering into the holiest of holies how does that make you feel the tabernacle God tabernacling with us Emmanuel God with us that you're going into this place this this sacred place you've drawn the stick And in you go and you know you're the only one there and you're walking up and all of a sudden there at the right side of the altar is the angel Gabriel. He has come face to face with God's messenger and the angel started Zachariah. Caught him off guard, frozen in his tracks. I wonder how I would have reacted. I might have had to have cleaned up after that. Could you imagine the shock wave that went through you? And the angel recognizes Zechariah's reaction as the messenger spoke these words, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Do not be afraid. There are so many things that we fear in this world. Are there not? It's a part of who we are as a human being. Fear is very much a part of the fabric of who we are. And Gabriel recognizes this, and Zechariah. And then he offers these words from the Lord. Your prayer has been answered. Not your prayer has been heard. The Lord has received your prayer. No, your prayer has been answered. And Zechariah is probably going, what prayer? What prayer? Well, you know, I pray lots of prayers to the Lord. What, What prayer is it that's been answered? And uh, before he could come up with w- what it was, Zacharias told that his wife is going to bear a son. Can you imagine? They're they're beyond childbearing age, and you are to call him John. Can you imagine? So he's racked with this fear, frozen, trying to figure out what it is that Gabriel is trying to tell him, the messenger from God, and that your prayer has been answered and that your wife, Elizabeth, is going to bear a son and you are to name him John. Can you imagine? Maybe there was a long silence as Zechariah tried to wrap his head around all this news and then all this other information is revealed. He will be a joy. And he'll be a delight to you. And all the people. He will be a delight because of his birth coming into the world. Yes, he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He must, you must take care that he's not under the influence of alcohol. Because he's going to be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. And he will be the one to bring back many people of Israel to the Lord their God. And he will make ready and the people A people prepared and receiving the Lord. It is his call. Amen, amen, amen. Prepare the way. Jesus is coming. This is the news that is being shared with Zachariah. He and his wife have had a long life. They have been honoring the Lord, following the commandments, doing everything right, but they were denied a child and all of a sudden they're getting this news now. Isn't it interesting? Can you imagine now the fear I was talking with someone the other day, and I was say, they were saying, you know, I, the one thing I regret is I never had the opportunity to have children. I said, well, it's not too late. There's always adoption. And the thought was, well, I'm, that's, I'm, I'm too old for that. And just imagine the fear that's going on with this, noi- with this, with this yeah, noise that, that he's hearing. So then Zechariah's practical question, well, how can I be sure of this? It almost makes me laugh. How can I be sure of this? Are, are you sure? Are you sure? And Zechariah will be silenced after this due to his unbelief. Until such a time, the Lord will have to, that, that he will proclaim God's good news to the world. John will be called the prophet of the Most High, preparing the way for the Messiah to shine, to shine in our darkness. The light, he will be the one who shares with the world that Jesus is the light of the world and has come. So, why fear? Why fear? This was the reaction of Zachariah when he had seen the unexpected Gabriel. Fear is a human emotion. It runs deep within all of us. It can be a great safety mechanism. It can also block out memory of any hurtful situations or events that might come our way. Zachariah was startled. He was caught off guard. And I think that fear even ran with the message. We too can be caught off guard not seeing what lies ahead or coming upon an unexpected moment being surprised not with joy but with disbelief i've seen the joy of those of couples wanting to have children and haven't been able to and they go through procedures that would allow fertility to happen and what joy fills them And the fear of not having children, not living on that legacy. I mean, that's what Zachariah and Elizabeth had, that the legacy wouldn't be there. And here, a priest who knows the scriptures, knows the coming of the Messiah, and that he, at this appointed time, is the one who will bear the Son, who will bring the good news that Jesus is coming into the world. We, too, get caught off guard, not seeing what lies ahead. What happens to you, to me, to be caught off guard like Zachariah? Surprised to the point of disbelief. Maybe it's physical. Maybe it's a diagnosis that changes and rocks our world that we didn't see coming. Maybe it's an emotional fear or spiritual setback. It happens to righteousness and unrighteousness. This followed by uncertainty. We question, what is this? How can we be sure of this? We get second opinions. We seek help from outside of ourselves. If we're human, we have these fearful reactions. But we also have a God who goes with us. Who loves us and calls us by name. Who chooses to be there with us. I know I've shared this before, I'll I'll share it again. Liz and I, it was an ordinary day. We were heading up to Detroit Lakes to pick up our puppy. But before doing that, we went into Fergus Falls, Minnesota to have an ultrasound done on our second child because we had some complications with delivering the first child. And so they wanted to make sure that they dated the child. And I remember it was an ordinary day. Never experienced this before as a dad-to-be and my wife lying there and taking the gel and covering my, my wife, but a little bit open on her belly and running a wand, and all of a sudden you begin to see this image on the screen. And it seemed as though everything was going okay. And then the nurse said, Dr. Ruddwasson would like to visit with you after the appointment. We think nothing of it. Going into Dr. Ruddwasson's office, Liz and I are sitting there. I was sitting um, perpendicular to her. She was sitting to my right. His desk was over to my left. He comes into the door. Dr. Ruddwasson, somebody that we knew, And he said, did the nurse share anything with you? And we're, no. And somewhere in that conversation, you you know this, when you get that shock, that fear, and that unknown, and that word, your unborn child has a neural tube disorder. What does that mean? It means that the sheath of cells in that first couple weeks of conception and the baby begins, you Curl up into this perfect tube, and at the one end is the base of the brain, and this did not completely cover as a tube. I don't know what Red Watson said after he said "Neural tube disorder." I know he was talking. And this is before I became a pastor. I heard in the most clear voice, not out here, but right in here. Everything will be okay. Later, I would learn, Liz, who was sitting here, heard a voice. You can handle this. Our messages were different, but we were amazed because after the appointment, we didn't go to Detroit Lakes to get the puppy, but we went back to where our daughter was staying during the appointment. And Liz overheard me sharing with my friend. And she said she had the same experience. It would be the only time in my life that I heard anything audible within that says, everything will be okay. And for Liz to hear, you can handle this. I firmly believe... It might not have been Gabrielle, but I've, I sense through the gift of the Holy Spirit, God at work in our lives, that God was with us in that moment. And boy, you look at Joseph today, and you'll find a very fine young man. Everything was okay, and we did handle it. God doesn't leave us. And I tell you, there was fear... But we were left with that confidence. Zachariah would not believe. He would be silenced. But oh, Zachariah's song. Only on a couple of pages later. This this is amazing. What page were we on, Pastor? Zachariah's song. Hang on. Zachariah's song. Here it is. His father, John, Zechariah, was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, Praise be the Lord God of Israel, because he has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of the servant of David. As he has said through the holy prophets of long ago, salvation from our enemies and from our hand of all who hate us. To show us mercy to our ancestors and to remember this holy covenant. The oath he swore to our father Abraham to rescue us from the hand of our enemies and to enable us to serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, my child, John, will be called the prophet of the Most High and go before the Lord to prepare... The way for him to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of sins, because the tender mercy of our God, who by which is raising the son, will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in the darkness in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Prepare the way for Christ Jesus is coming. Now I didn't think I was going to do that. And the pastor's going to go back here. Christ, who is our comfort and joy, comes and cannot be denied. Joy comes despite our fear. Whatever we fear, God is with you. He brings his comfort and joy. God's love is real. God's love overcomes all fears. Jesus is coming, the light of the world. Amen, amen, amen. Join with me in the prayers as they're printed here in your bulletin. During these weeks of waiting and expecting, where people live in fear of the unknown, we pray for peace. Where people are confused about your will for their lives or the world, we pray for clarity. Where people doubt your presence and your word, we pray for trust. Where people are curious and await the future with hopeful anticipation. Most of all, when the world longs for you, we pray you help us respond with glad tidings of comfort and joy. We pray all of this in the name of Jesus, our long-expected Savior. Amen. And I'm going to invite you to turn to the page 112. You're not as familiar with this, but it's Advent, so I'm going to make you step out of your comfort zone. And will you pray with me? The peace of God, accompany your waiting. the light of Christ warm your hearts, and the joy of the spirit fill you with hope. Amen. Let us sing this sending song. It's called "Wait for the Lord." It's a taze. It says, "Sing it three times." But Pete, let's just let it go for a little bit. It's a Amen. wonderful, wonderful meditation gift. 2021 Augberg Fortress, all rights reserved. Music and lyrics reprinted with permission under one license number A 729734, all rights reserved.